Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unboxed podcast. My name is Reese, and today it is time to talk about the Indian variant and what the well, the, the recent surges in the numbers of people contracting that variant might uh, mean for the UK government's plans to be out of social distancing completely and any pandemic measures by the 21st of June, because some of that is starting to be put in a little bit of doubt. However, we are seeing government ministers coming out and giving uh, press statements on the fact that 21st of June is still going ahead. So let's have a look at the data, what is going on, uh, and what it might mean for, again, those future plans, and what it means for people at the moment. So, without any further ado... That's what we're going to be discussing today on this episode of the Politics Unboxed podcast. So, yes, the uh, variant of concern, which is the Indian variant currently, or maybe maybe the Indian variant is just one variant of concern. I can't remember which others there might be on that list. Uh, This Indian variant, though, is causing a bit of a headache for the government currently. Uh, We've seen... Um, plenty of of concern, especially in uh, areas around sort of Bolton. Um, remember, I went through those those lists of of eight uh, local authorities where the government was accused of introducing a local lockdown by stealth. Um, those areas we've seen surges in the uh, numbers of coronavirus cases uh, linked to the Indian variant, and indeed nationally. We have seen uh, that around three quarters of new UK COVID cases could well be linked to the Indian variant. That data coming from Matt Hancock. Um, Cases of the variant have more than doubled. Uh, There are now just under 7,000 cases of the variant in the UK. And Matt Hancock has has said it is, is... Time to remain vigilant when looking at the data on this uh, to make sure that these cases are not rising out of control. Um, This comes as the UK hits another day of more than 3,000 cases, which is the first time that infections have been at this level since mid-April, with cases up 20% compared to the week before. That's a seven-day rolling average, the first time we've seen uh, a rise like that uh, again since, um, well, before before April, because we were seeing a, a sustained drop at around that time. So what does this actually mean? Is this, is this bad news? Is it expected news? Um, we were always going to see an increase in the number of cases. That was part of the... Um, the trade-off that the government had in mind when they announced their their five steps or four steps to um, to end the national lockdown. Uh, we knew that with every step we took towards ending uh, restrictions fully, that um, cases had the chance to increase. Um, and again, that's that's part of what was considered to be normal um obviously as as we go from lockdown to open um things are are expected to to increase in the number of cases it's just a matter of keeping uh, the cases 
down and manageable. Um, and in that vein, uh, Matt Hancock was able to say that where these cases are increasing and Public Health England, which monitors a lot of this data, uh, says that the worst affected areas continue to be those local hotspots around Bolton, Bedford and Blackburn. Um, and those those uh, those hotspots seeing the, the largest individual rises. However, Public Health England have also said that there are now beginning to be small numbers of cases of the variant in most parts of the country. Um, so whilst they are, they are strong um, and we're seeing higher numbers in those areas, it is not just uh, a localised problem. We're seeing it in many places up and down England. Now, the health secretary did say that there were, quote, early signs that rates in Bolton are starting to cap out. Uh, we've seen surge testing uh, introduced in Bolton. We've seen door-to-door uh, testing. And obviously we've seen the, the vaccination programme um, sort of turbocharged in some of those areas to try and make sure that these, these variants of concern uh, stay at that and they don't uh, trigger another wave. Um, obviously we saw back around sort of Christmas time last year when we had the, the Kent variant. It didn't take long for the government to uh, stop calling it the Kent variant. However, that was a... That was a a mutation of coronavirus, and that is the variant which essentially uh, pushed us back into lockdowns, um, or rather, pushed plenty of of the UK into tier four by Christmas last year, and would eventually put the um, put the UK back into a national lockdown from January of 2021. Um, obviously, we are fairly desperate to to not go back into that scenario um i'd say that the the government would be very desperate to not go back into that scenario we we know there are some in the government who are desperate for no more lockdowns um potentially the prime minister being one of them uh, if you believe all of, of the allegations though i did an episode on that yesterday so uh, if you need uh, a refresher on some of the allegations please go and check that one out but if you believe the allegations and the prime minister was adamant that there should be no more effing lockdowns um but there are plenty of people who would see uh, any alterations to the june the 21st date as uh, a betrayal from from the government if they promised so much and then would not be able to deliver um and i think that the the prime minister is is worried about missing that june 21st deadline uh, that's why he's not the one doing this this press briefing that's why Matt Hancock is out there because it has the potential to be bad news and to be cited on on news reports up and down the country um, we know the prime minister is sensitive to the press headlines um, he's used ministers as as meat shields before to take the brunt of of negative stories whilst he sits there and, and dishes out the the good news um, and potentially he is worried about this variant of concern becoming more than that. However, at the moment, these cases look to still be um, below and they are not causing too many deaths and hospitalizations. And it's always um, it's always hard to say, oh, they're not causing too many deaths and hospitalizations because every individual death is still uh, a tragedy. Um, 
but we are we are seeing you know, sort of ten deaths in the last. Was it that was the last daily figure from from Thursday, um, saying that ten people have died within twenty eight days of a positive COVID test across the UK. Now that is down so far from from our peaks. We were seeing over a thousand people a day dying um, within twenty eight days of a positive COVID test at the time of our of our peak, um, or rather our, our potentially our second or third peak in uh, in sort of January time. And it is promising to see that even with this variant of concern, uh, our, our vaccination program seems to be uh, increasing our immunity as a, as a nation or our national immunity um, and seems to be helping in the fight against COVID-19. But we do still need to remain vigilant just because things look promising doesn't mean that they will stay promising. Um, Matt Hancock does say that vaccines were, quote, severing the link between cases and hospitalizations and deaths from coronavirus. However, um, he is still going on the, the uh, well, the, the publicity drive saying you need to get your vaccinations, take both doses. Uh, of the 49 people in hospital with COVID in Bolton, only five had received two vaccinations. So we're looking at just over 10%. Um, that is that is a, a, a good ratio uh, at the moment. And even with these variants of concern, which some people were worried that these uh, variants could be uh, able to sort of sidestep vaccine immunity, um, it is still a, a minor concern. However, at the moment, the, the trials do seem to be showing that these variants are, are still able to be tackled by the vaccines that we do have. Um, but with with the the need to to keep getting vaccinated, um, it is good that we we do have a, a broadly effective vaccine program that is allowing us to to do this. Um, now, Dr. Jenny Harris, who is the chief executive of the UK Health and Security Agency, sorry, the Health Security Agency. Um, said that it looks like cases uh, look like they are about to plateau out but uh, there could be a spillover into community transmission in local areas because at the moment we are we are seeing um, plenty of these these cases these surges in the Indian variant focused around uh, areas of, of community interaction so community centers schools faith buildings but there is the possibility that if people take their eye off the ball, then we could see these spreading out into wider community transition, which was what kept the pandemic going and, and bubbling away through um, through last summer, really. Um, there weren't mass meetings, it was just individual community transit, uh, sorry, transmission, um, which was just as deadly as as some of the, the, the larger events that we saw at the, at the start of the pandemic. So this community transmission and minimizing it and stamping it out essentially um is is something we need to to be very wary of as we we sort of move on in our efforts to make the Indian variant of concern less of a variant of concern. Now it is 
potentially uh, going to place even more upward pressure on infections. Um, we don't quite yet know how much more infectious this Indian variant is. There were originally reports that it could be two times, two and a half times more infectious than um, other mutations of the coronavirus. Again, we, we just don't quite have the, the data to be able to say that. But if it is borne out that this is a much more infectious variant, then we could be seeing some problems for um, for the government in saying that, well, we can no longer meet our, our test of saying that cases are, are low and stable if we're seeing cases spiralling out of control due to uh, this variant of concern. And that could mean that the 21st of June is in jeopardy. Um, the Prime Minister has, for, for the first time, said that we may need to wait to end restrictions. Um, he's been very adamant that the 21st of June uh, would be sort of Freedom Day. He's going on and on about it in that, in that first speech where, um, well, the first speech, but in the, the speech where he announced the uh, five-step plan to get out of lockdown, it was, uh, we'll focus on data, not dates, then gave us 12 dates all in one go and said the 21st of June, circle it in red, put a great big highlighter around it and say this is the day where all social uh, restrictions will end. Um, and it could be a bit of an embarrassing climb down. Um, because th this is the thing, with headline figures, this was designed to be the headline date. Um, there was always small print attached to it, uh, as there always is from any government ever. Um, headline figures are always slightly misleading, but in, in, in this uh, scenario, they really built up plenty of people's hopes, especially on, on the right of their party, uh, people who might be inclined to join the, the Reform Party, or formerly the Brexit Party, or uh, be, be linked to the Coronavirus uh, Research Group, which used to be essentially the ERG, or European Reform Group. Um, again, on, on the right wing of the Conservative Party, this anti-lockdown faction. Um, saying that, well, we've waited and waited and waited and waited, and we put our faith in you saying that this is the 21st, this is the now... Oh. Might not happen. Right. Um, so tell me again, why are we sticking with you? And that could be a, a cause for concern to the Prime Minister. At the moment, he does say that he saw... Um, nothing currently in the data to suggest that the delay would have to be caused. However, Professor Neil Ferguson, who uh, used to be on the SAGE Committee until he had to resign, um, said that the reopening of society is now, quote, in the balance. So that is interesting. Neil Ferguson is an epidemiologist. This is, this is what he, he, he does. So um, if, if someone does have something to to say about it, I would be inclined to to listen to the epidemiologist at the moment, saying that we are really sort of on the cusp of making the, the major decision to potentially scrap that 21st of June date, where all social distancing restrictions uh, and things like that were meant to be gone. Obviously, whilst many people have um, put out the, the 21st of June date as this, again, circled in red, highlighted through saying, right, this is the day where we get all of our restrictions done um, and built it up a bit. It is 
better to, to keep them for a little bit longer if it means that we will then be in a position to get rid of them for good later on rather than get rid of them now, be told it's for good, and then two months down the line, they're all back again. Um, because I think that would be seen as, as flip-flopping and mismanagement of, of the data. Because if the data was there to cause doubt on the 21st of June, it might be worth just putting it back by, by one week. If you, need, if you need more data, put it back by a week, get some more data, put it back by two weeks maybe, get some more data, and then turn around and go, right, well, this is now what we go from here. So that is uh, what we've got for for you today on the Politics Unboxed podcast. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, well, maybe it wasn't a particularly enjoyable episode talking about the Indian variant and potentially... Um, potentially not getting uh, the 21st of June deadline met. Um, but please feel free to give us uh, a rating wherever you find these podcasts and any feedback is more than appreciated. You can get in touch through all the usual channels. We have an Instagram account, which is at politics.unboxed. Twitter is at politicsu, that's the letter U, and the Facebook is politicsunboxed. You can get in touch through the email, which is politics.unboxed at outlook.com or through the website, which is politicsunboxedpodcast.com wordpress.com thank you very much for listening i hope to see you all around again soon for the next episode of the politics unbox podcast and until then goodbye mm-hmm.